Parlays and player props is back for week 13 in the NFL. I got my four favorite player props plus a money line parlay for you guys. My name is Austin from Colin Shot. If you're new to our channel, go down below, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button too. If you're curious what my favorite spread picks are for Sunday, that video has already been posted on the channel. You can go check that out. The thumbnail looks exactly like the one on the screen. Without further ado, this video is brought to you guys by Underdog Fantasy. If you've never heard of Underdog Fantasy, it's a great place to place your player prop parlays. And if you sign up using code COS or the link in the description, you get a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks you deposit twenty dollars you got out 40 you deposit 50 you got 100 you deposit 100 bucks you got 200 dollars take advantage use code cos or the link in the description i'm not gonna waste any more of your time let's hop into my first player prop this weekend it's gonna be a running back for the green bay packers aaron jones we're taking this over 54 and a half rushing yards minus 115 on DraftKings. i fully expect this line to close in around 58 and a half and i'd probably play it up to 60 and a half now jones is coming off back-to-back bad performances which is why i think his line is lowered a little bit but this is a prime time matchup for him and you look at the last two weeks he's had 40 and 43 rushing yards so it's not like he's going out there and getting like 10 but he's at least gotten above 40 and he's had 12 carries in each of those games so the volume's there i expect him to do pretty well and you look at jones on the season yet to go under in three straight games this is a great matchup for the Bears, a team he already had 132 rushing yards earlier this season against the Bears, allowing 4.7 yards per carry, which is near the bottom of the NFL, I think eighth or ninth highest. And Aaron Jones' rushing attempts line set at 12 and a half. Now he's gone under both the last two weeks, but could he go over in this one? We got Aaron Rodgers with a banged up thumb. Do they really want to use Aaron Rodgers a ton in this matchup? I don't really know against the Bears team that really can't stop the run to save their lives. The Bears have faced 11 running backs this season with 10 or more rushing attempts, and 10 of the 11 had at least 50 or more rushing yards. Nine of them had at least hit this over. So I think we're going to see Aaron Jones have a pretty good game. He's averaging, I think, almost five, maybe more than five yards per carry. Should get back to the, the usual volume of, you know, 12 to 15 rush attempts. And he already crushed him earlier this season. That was a game in which we saw A.J. Dillon handle 18 rushing attempts. I don't think Dillon handles 18 in this one. We could see a little bit more carries for Aaron Jones. He obviously has the chance to break off a large run and just hit this over basically in one carry itself. So don't mind his longest rush, but I'd rather take his over in rushing yards at 54 and a half. I think he has a pretty good game. We'll take is over 54 and a half rushing yards Aaron Jones our first player prop of the week and I really like running backs this weekend so I'm gonna go to another running back that I really do like this year and his name's Christian McCaffrey over 92 and a half rushing plus receiving yards minus 114 on FanDuel now CMC is obviously one of the best running backs there is in the NFL and while we haven't bet a lot of his props this year he's still been pretty solid obviously he's changed teams now in San Francisco but if you had to pick a rushing or receiving yard line, if you don't have the both combo, I'd probably lean his receiving yards line just because I think he does get a lot of receiving yards regardless of game script. But if they're facing the Dolphins, if they do get trailing, we'll see CMCC even more receiving yard work. But I take rushing plus receiving because this is kind of a hedge on the outcome of the game. If you know you see the 49ers up big and they're running in the fourth quarter, CMC's normally that guy. If they're down, obviously they're going to be throwing it. And CMC's also a guy that's capable of doing everything. And since arriving in San Francisco, he's played in five games. But the fifth one, I don't really want to count because that was a game he was traded, I think, on like a Saturday or maybe on a Friday. And then he hardly had any time in the, in the room. But over the last four games when he's been fully in the playbook, he's at 140. 87 106 and 49 rushing plus receiving yards going over in two of four but obviously he's been going over then under over then under and last week this san francisco 49ers offense struggled and i think they might bounce back here against the dolphins what projects to be a high-paced fast you know high-scoring game and elijah mitchell the backup running back is out for this game we've seen mitchell kind of handle the workload is on the ground over the last three weeks he had 89 59 and 35 rushing yards they were giving him a lot of attempts and a lot of the attempts did come in blowouts when they're like ah we don't want to use cmc get him in and while I don't expect CMC to just absorb all of Elijah Mitchell's work, the guys behind Elijah Mitchell 
and now CMC just aren't the guys that have a ton of experience in the NFL. Tevin Coleman is there too, but I just think CMC is going to absorb a couple more, you know, a couple more snaps, a couple more maybe receptions, maybe a couple more carries. That's awesome. The Dolphins haven't really faced a lot of elite rushers like this and guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield as well. They're kind of a middle of the pack defense in terms of rushing yards allowed. But after averaging just 2.9 yards per carry last week, I think this uh, 49ers offense gets it going. I know Trent Williams might not play and that would could be a big loss, but CMC is obviously a guy that could go out there and get 100 rushing yards alone. He could go out there and get 100 receiving yards alone. He could do either of them. A Dolphins, not necessarily the best team at running out the clock. I don't think they're a very good team at chewing the clock. They want to pass the ball, score points with two attack by Loa, Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill. So I think we should see CMC in the 49ers with maybe a couple more possessions. CMC, I like him to have a big day. Also think he gets into the end zone. So I'll take his over 92 and a half rushing plus receiving yards. He can do it either way. I don't care how he gets it done. Let's move to my final running back, but my second to last prop of the day. I really like Travis Etienne Jr. of the Jaguars over 60 and a half rushing yards, minus 117 on Barstool Sportsbook. Now, this line is one that I do project to go up by probably by Sunday kickoff, but I think ETN either crushes this line or doesn't get, or, you know, stays under 50 rushing yards, but I'm hopefully it's the first one where he crushes the line and ETN, like any other bet, he comes with some risk, maybe a little bit of added risk as he does have, you know, an injury concern, but I expect him to be fully, fully healthy and ready to go in this one. Last week, ETN got injured. That's why you only see him have three rushing yards last week, but it seems like they held him out as a precaution. As they talked about, he seemed to be fully cleared after that game to be able to play in this week third game against the Lions so I think he's ready to go and should be fired up now the Lions great matchup for ETN they allow the third most rushing yards per game in the NFL they allow 5.2 yards per carry which is tied for second highest in the NFL and ETN is a guy that can break off a 50 yard rush and basically cashes over in one play and you look at ETN's last you know five six games you had three that game get injured 45 109 156 114 86 and 71 rushing yards hitting this over obviously in five straight games prior to going under in the last two but ETN has a good chance if you want a ladder or play ETN could easily get over 100 rushing yards I also think he has a good chance of getting into it into the end zone this game is a pick em. I don't really know if the Jaguars or Lions win but I expect it to be a close game I don't see either team blowing out the other so we should see if the Jaguars you know are down still only by one possession they'll still run the ball with ETN and ETN you look at his rushing attempts line set at 14 and a half so they clearly expect him to get the ball a good amount they don't expect the injury to play a role into it and if he somehow is ruled out which I doubt that happens he should play I still do think he, he obviously will get our money back but Etienne I really like him of the Jaguars like his over in rushing yards I think he has a pretty big game also another guy I think does get into the end zone I wouldn't mind you know a little bit of an Aaron Jones CMC and a, a Travis Etienne Jr. anytime touchdown parlay wouldn't be surprised if all three of those guys score a touchdown on Sunday now my fourth and final player prop of the day and then we'll get into the money line parlay which you guys love we're going with this guy. He's a rookie, George Pickens of the Steelers, over 19 and a half yards for his longest reception. Now, Pickens, like I said, is a rookie, and he's returning close to his old stopping grounds as he went to the University of Georgia, which is about a 90-minute drive away from where he will play on Sunday in Atlanta against the Falcons. And while well, I like, you know, I like his overing receiving yards, I also like his, you know, maybe his receptions prop. I probably want to take that, but I rather the longest reception, which is 19 and a half. Now, George Pickens. If you only need one, that's just a reminder. You only need one catch. It could be 20 yards. You could catch one for one yard and run it 20 yards. It doesn't matter how it gets it done. But Pickens is the guy that they like to take shots to. And I think he's going to show up. And like I said, he went to Georgia. And this is probably going to be the biggest game where he has a lot of friends and family at the game. Which is why I think he has a pretty good game. But regardless, I think the Steelers are going to take a couple shots against the vulnerable Falcon secondary. And you look at Pickens over this line in two straight games with a 33 and 35 yard reception. So he crushed the line. All we need is a 20 yard reception today. And in the last 10 games, I'm 
not going to count the first game. That was a rookie, his rookie making his debut. Last 10 games, Pickens over this line and 7 of 10. He's had some very tough matchups where we saw him go under, like against the Eagles when I don't think he had a single reception. But the Falcons secondary, while it has been better as of late, still not that great. And maybe they'll put more focus on stopping Deontay Johnson and maybe not George Pickens. Now, Pickens and the Falcons, the secondary, allowing 7.2 yards per attempt, the seventh highest in the league. They're giving up near the top of the league in terms of passing yards. So Pickens is a guy that can go out there and take the top off the defense. In the last three games without Claypool, we've seen Pickens have a lot of air yards, which doesn't necessarily translate to him hitting this over, but he's at 37, then 122, and then 89 air yards. So they're throwing it deep to him. He's six foot three arguably six foot four maybe with cleats on he's super fast the Steelers are going to take some shots and this is a Falcon secondary that can get beat over the top he also could take a 15 yard catch run at a couple extra yards after the catch cashes this over his receptions line sitting at three and a half and it's a little bit juiced on the over so they expect him to get the ball I think he can easily get us a 20 yard reception or longer so give me George Pickens it's over 19 and a half yards for his longest reception if you only have his receiving yards I also think he hits that probably like 45 and a half to 50 and a half and then he gets that done I think he said that in two straight games now it's time what you've all been waiting for, the money line parlay of the day. We hit two straight prior to last week. Last week's had a chance. We lost by, I think, two legs. Then we had the Buccaneers who lose in overtime. Probably should have won. Then we had the Chargers. Or actually, and the Seahawks. The Seahawks obviously lose too. Yeah, it wasn't that great. So we're going to bounce back this week. Four legs. Here are the teams. We're going Giants, Ravens, Cowboys, and Chargers. Now, the odds are only plus 548, but... I like this, and I'll type out the second and fourth leg. Look, if the Ravens lose to the Broncos, they might as well quit. Broncos stink. And while the Ravens are at home, I think they can at least get it done. Might be a low-scoring game. Ravens coming off a loss to the Jaguars. I think they bounce back. And if the Cowboys lose to the Colts, which the Colts only play well as a home, as a, as a underdog, which they could, but I just don't see it happening. Also, it's Sunday Night Football, so if that's the last leg, which it would be, then you at least have a chance to hedge prior to the game, and you can put a little bit on Colts' money line or cash out and do whatever you want. So let's talk about the two underdog legs, which are the ones that are going to be a little bit more sketchy. And first, I'll start with the Chargers. Now, the Chargers are at, are on the road, but they're underdogs to the Raiders, and I just don't think the Raiders should ever be minus 140 home favorites. I just don't. The Raiders looked good last week. They have Josh Jacobs going, and he looked great. But they've looked good one week, bad the next. Same could be said about the Chargers. Look good one week, bad the next. I just don't think the Chargers should be plus 116. This should be a pick em, but the line has moved way too far in the in favor of the Raiders. I like Justin Herbert more than I like Derek Carr. So I think Chargers can get it done. They had a big time win last week against the Cardinals, coming back in just heroic fashion, going for two at the end. I think they get that done. And then the Giants are a home underdog versus the Commanders. I understand the Commanders have looked really good, but it's not like the Commanders are beating up on teams. Taylor Heineke in the offense... It's been all right. It's not like it's the best offense in the world. Their defense has played pretty well, but I like the Giants as a home dog. I think they can come out there and win. They could do it pretty easily. The Giants have been a good team. It's not like there's a big marginal difference. Like, oh, the commanders are here. Giants are like down here. That's just not how I see these two teams. I see them very even. If not, the Giants maybe have the slight edge. And they're home underdogs. I just think they're a pretty good home underdog. Granted, it's not a big home underdog. I'm like plus 108 or plus 110. But I like those two four teams to all get it done. Plus 548. Let's see if we can get our third Emmett Moneyline parlay in the last four weeks. But that's going to wrap up the video. If you want to know my favorite spread picks, the video is right here. Sign up for Underdog Fantasy, the sponsor of the video. Use code COS or the link down below in the description. 100% deposit, deposit match. You can take advantage of that. We also have a couple other sportsbook sign up bonuses. You can look at them all in the description. You can buy some call in our shop merch if you want. Um, this is Austin. I'll see you guys back again on Monday Night Football. We'll see you guys in that video. Peace out.